Hello and welcome to the Rock Your Voice podcast. Vocal coaching tips that will transform your voice, interviews that will inspire, industry guidance, and so much more. Without further ado, let's get on with the show. Today on the Rock Your Voice podcast, I'm really excited to welcome Brandon Lorenzo, who is a country recording artist from Airdrie, just north of Calgary here in Alberta. I'm so excited to see his shows at the window on the West stage at the Calgary Stampede this upcoming week. It's going to be fantastic. Come say hi if you're going to be there because I will be there so much. Um, but yes, his uh, his manager, Cheryl, and I have been chatting about Brandon and I was like, I got to have him on the show because when I heard about his vocal background and all of his singing uh, history, I needed to talk to him and I'm so glad we connected because we had an absolute blast and I, I hope you enjoy this conversation as much as we did. I'm honestly super excited for this conversation because obviously I'm a voice nerd and I was reading through everything that Cheryl sent me about your singing history. So not only sure. is like the, there are tons of really exciting stuff happening with your music currently, right. but yes i i'm really excited to kind of dig into your your music background too and kind of nerd out a little bit about all of that Definitely. kind of stuff as well so um so first of all i guess let's i'm gonna get this edited and out real quick because i really want to promote sure. your your shows at the the window on the west stage and uh, yes. it's happening it's here it's crazy <laughs> like i don't know honestly it came really fast like yes. they sent us an email and they were just like hey like here's your dates and it was like whoa like i don't know it just seems really fast with like everything that's going on right now in the world but like i couldn't be more excited to be back playing at the stampede like it's gonna be so much fun although it might be a little different and i know some people are a little apprehensive in a way i think it's gonna be even more special for sure. I think it's going to be one of those years where everybody's just going to be kind of happy to be back together yes. for those that do decide to come out. But yes. just the fact that live music is back and this kind of gives an opportunity for artists such as myself to be able to play at a venue such as the Calgary Stampede. Um, it's just a great feeling and I'm, I'm so happy to finally be able to see fans again too. I know. I, it's, it really is. It's going to be incredible. Have you, have you ever played that stage before? I have, yeah. So nice. back in 2019 was actually my busiest year um, to date of the Calgary Stampede. I was down there basically every day right. um, around the grounds, basically running from one venue and I had 20 minutes to make it to the <laughs> opposite end of the grounds and play it next stage, right? So it was insane, but I, I have played it and I, I love it. It's it's a yeah. great environment to be in and I'm really looking forward to it being back. Yeah, yeah, it's it's such a unique area and and I'm really happy to hear that you've played it before because because we can maybe explain to people who sometimes don't even think to stop off in that area. Like first off, amazing True. air conditioning and wine. Exactly. Um, <laughs> it's funny because when I first came over to Canada, I was working in radio and my first on location gig was was actually broadcasting hey. live from the Stampede promoting all the window on the west stuff nice so fantastic i've always had a really uh, like a soft spot for that stage and that sure. area because mm. there's so much there to see it is yeah and i think it's it's one of those things where it's kind of tucked away like unless yes. you know it's there it, it you you can miss it easily yes but you know it's like you said it's such a great environment like they have all the artwork and everything yeah. in that in that space and 
you know, to see that kind of stuff too. And then, you know, just enjoy enjoy like a glass of wine and some charcuterie boards and stuff like that. It's so nice. It's the fancy (laughs) side of stuff. That's right. (laughs) (laughs) You scored yourself a spot on one of the nice stages. I love it. For sure. So, so cool. (laughs) Um, So I'll be sharing in the show notes and the promo, all the dates that you have. But when's your first day? When, what what are your dates at the stage there? So I'm there starting July 12th and I run till the 17th of july and what times are the times different again i'll share all of this in the notes yeah so majority of the spots are from 6 till 6 45 okay and then there is one that is more in the mid-afternoon as well so nice Mm -hmm. so there's there's no no excuse to miss miss you Um, that's right so let's let's rewind the clock let's go back (laughs) to I'm going to jump it way back to let's let's start when you were four, shall we? Sure. Yeah. <laughs> um, so yeah, you you were one of the youngest members of the Calgary Boys Choir. That's right. Yeah. So I I had started singing. I would just I would come home from church because I grew up Catholic, and uh-huh. I would I would just be singing the songs that I would hear in church constantly. And Love it. It was it was I didn't really know the words, but I would know the melody and such. And yeah. my grandma had kind of said to my parents. Um, maybe you should put him in like singing lessons or something that is available that he can maybe explore that. Yeah. And so the Calgary boys choir at the time was, um, was one of those things that I, that I really jumped into. And again, like you said, I was the youngest member at the age of four and they ranged from guys well into their twenties and thirties and such. And it was just, it was a surreal experience. Like I definitely learned a lot from them. And um, I actually, I remember being four years old and we had like a big recital and such and, I actually won an award for like the most valuable member of the oh. Calgary Boys Choir. Yeah, so that was pretty cool. I still have that trophy That's at home too. So. Did they make an exception for you, like being a four-year-old? I I don't know to be <laughs> honest. Like I I just kind of think like, and I look back at that trophy now, like I where it is like displayed at home, and I just think, wow, like the things that have happened since then and how I've grown, and it's insane. I... So I'm definitely proud of that <laughs> you should be and the fact that you can remember that time as well in such a positive way yeah. that's just yay for everyone in your life at that for time sure. for influencing you in the music it's that's so key so i, mm-hmm. I absolutely love that so Thank um, you. so from the calgary's Bo- calgary boys choir on to, mm. to studying opera yeah so i think I remember being probably about six years old at this point and I I, I definitely (laughs) I wanted to explore more the solo side of of music and kind of see where that would take me and uh, you know from then on like I remember in the boys choir we were singing a lot of more like the the classical kind of music so I was always kind of intrigued by that growing up right and so my parents put me in the Royal Conservatory of Music where I I was trained by a couple who used to sing overseas in the Russian Opera House wow and so I was, yeah, I was probably, I did that from when I was about six till I was probably about 12 years old. Amazing. And uh, yeah, it was great. Like I, I competed kind of all over in like Kiwanis music festivals Fantastic. and stuff like that. And just, uh, you know, tried to explore that side. And there's times too where I'll still kind of bring that out every once in a while for Christmas and stuff like that. Yeah. I know like the church where I go, where I go here in town is they'll ask me to sing for Christmas and it. stuff like that. And I'll. I'll bring out my classical side, but it's definitely not a side most people know when they when they see me or they they hear it. I'll I'll say, you know, I'm a country singer, but I also have this side, and they're like, 
really like that's insane (laughs) so what an awesome foundation to have did you find it hard switching over to a more commercial sound because i've worked with students who are, are really highly classically trained and they're just like I can't do anything else now. Right. You know, I, I, I definitely like developed like my vibrato and everything for opera. And, yeah. And just that, you know, it's, it was a completely different world for me, I think, switching over to country because I wanted to try and find that sound. And, and uh, I mean, now I kind of look back and I find it the opposite. I'm like, I don't think I could ever sing opera again just because right. I have this country sound. Yeah, but, yeah. you know, it, it was it was a big it was a big change up for me totally. and uh, it kind of changed uh, once I moved to Airdrie because a lot of my friends um, they were like we listen to country music and I think you'd be great at it and I was like well I've never really listened to country music wow. so that's gonna be a change but I've loved it ever since amazing so what songs did you hear when you started getting into country what were the songs that were like you know what I think I can I can get on board <laughs> with this. Yeah, so I've always been a huge fan of like the 90s country. So okay. I grew up, um, as I progressed with country, I started listening to more George Strait and Brooks and Dunn and yeah. Garth Brooks and just the legendary names and whatnot. But the first country song I ever sang was for like an elementary school talent show. Okay. And it was Your Man by Josh Turner. Amazing. So basically, like as low as country can go in terms of a man whose voice <laughs> is just insane like yes. you know and probably 13 year old me i was Amazing. like holy smokes you know but that was it that was the tipping point like that's all i needed and my friends gave me that reassurance they're like Aww. that's it like no more like you are a country like, a you country have artist. the voice for it so that's so cool <laughs> that's awesome and so when did you when did you start writing Mm-hmm. So writing probably I, I became I used to write a little bit kind of growing up, but it was nothing really serious. But yeah. I think when I really started to develop my writing skills was more like 2018. Right. Because I started writing with a bunch more of the country artists kind of around my area. Nice. And um, I kind of wrote my first serious country song in 2018. Awesome. And that that was kind of the the tipping point, I think, too, for it was like, I think country music is what I need to write and what I need to develop even more so so good so good so do you find you have quite a good uh, a strong connection to like the storytelling side of country music do you have mm-hmm. is that a, a thing that you connect with yeah for sure and I think people kind of often put um the stereotypical types of country songs in play like they always think oh it's got to involve a truck it's got to involve a beer <laughs> and a girl and you know that kind yes. of stuff but you know, there's so many, there's so many stories out there that like I have and, and whatnot that I'm finding I can share with people Amazing. and whatnot. Like, you know, I'll, I'll go back to the, the first song I wrote in 20, 2018 there. Um, it's called Everly. Mm-hmm. Of course, it is your country song about a girl. Of but, course. you know, it it was something I was going through at the time. Yeah. It just it was a great story for me. Right. So Amazing. I'm going to make an assumption here. Um but do you connect a lot more to the songs and the lyrics of country than you would in opera? Or, do, or did you have like a, an incredible connection to, to the songs that you were singing with the opera style? Yeah, I definitely had a strong connection to both. Yeah. Um, you know, I still like studying opera, like I did know um, a lot of the Latin music as right. well. So like right. I would be able to understand the Latin and I would, I would understand and I would be able to relate to it and they're beautiful songs. 
But, you know, of course, country music, I think, yeah. just tells a great story. Like, there's so many great songs out there right now that I'm really digging by, like, a lot of the bigger artists right. that it's just, like, you hear it and it's like, man, like, that is what I'm feeling, like, right now as as I listen to this. Yeah. And just just what they're able to come up with and, and the songs that you're hearing these days is, they're so relatable. Love it. I that's love what I love. It. Yeah, totally. So I, I could just imagine, like, having that flexibility of being like, yeah, I want to belt out an opera tune right now, or I want to, like, <laughs> I want to sing about my truck and my ex girlfriend. For sure. <laughs> yeah. Whatever, whatever they want, I, I can give it to them. <laughs> okay, okay. I have a request for you to write a song in the style of opera about the truck, the dog, the girlfriend, and the beer. <laughs> you know, it's funny. One of the one of the guitar players that I I use for a lot of my gigs. Um, he had actually told me, he was like, you know, he's like, there is not a country opera singer out there. He's like, maybe you need to write a song. <laughs> yes. Or he said, take a cover of like a very well-known country song and make it more opera. Oh my I was gosh. Like, that would be, that would be really interesting. The challenge. An album of country hits done opera. <laughs> and then you could call it the, the Grand Opry. <laughs> Oh, oh, I love that. I like that a lot. <laughs> oh my god! I really like. That's oh, awesome. ridiculousness, ridiculousness. <laughs> so, um, things are getting busy, and and I'm again. We we talked about this right at the beginning of how exciting it is to be getting out and everything. And and you were at the the Blue Jay sessions last night. How did that go? That's right. Uh, they, it was super fun. Like yeah. it was my first time actually playing the Blue Jay sessions. Nice. Um, but you know, songwriters sessions and whatnot are, are so great because yet to, I think there's a deeper connection there with the artists that you're listening to. And, you know, even just me being a performer on that stage with, you know, Wyatt, Wyatt C. Lewis and uh, yes. Jess Knights last night and just hearing the stories behind their songs and how they came to be. And, you know, you hear a song on the radio and you're like, oh, that's a really good song. But mm -hmm. you, it's it's interesting to hear the inspiration behind what led them to writing that, recording it. And maybe if there's a there's a hidden message sometimes even yes. behind a lot of those songs that yes. the the um, the average person wouldn't catch just listening to it. And as a as a songwriter yourself, to be able to share that with others as well. I mean, it is fantastic. I love mm -hmm. I love those songwriter circles and hearing all the stories. But but yeah, for Definitely. you as a creative to be like, you know, what? I'm going to explain a bit about this. <laughs> right. <laughs> yeah. You're yeah it's, it's so neat to be able to, you know, tell people why you sing the songs that you do yes. and why you decided to write them. So they're yeah. a lot of fun. So what's next in line for you? Like you said, it's kind of last minute with the Stampede. It was a mm -hmm. music fan's dream for me because I check my email every morning and there's 25 new shows listed. It's right. like, yes, this is yeah. amazing. So mm -hmm. I'm assuming things are coming in quick and fast. So what what's on the radar for sort of the summer and, and what's going on? So summer's, it's, it's so busy for me right now. Like I think people just, they found out that things were going to open up and they mm -hmm. just, they were like, all right, let's do it. Like, yes. this is it. So as of right now, like I'm booked well into September. Like Love we have it. gigs straight across the summer, probably about 35 plus gigs. Amazing. And it's just, it's so good to be back playing. And I'm really hoping too that um, all these gigs eventually too, like I'm going to actually be heading back in the studio and recording another song here eventually too. And Fantastic. getting some new music out. And I'm really excited because I have a couple kind of that I'm thinking on and Amazing. that I really want to record and get out there. So Fantastic. there's there's so many great things that are kind of on the back burner right now that I'm just, I can't wait to actually start 
moving as well. I love it. I love it. And I've been asking everyone recently, I know the last year and a half or whatever has just been completely crazy. And obviously that that ties in perfectly with your song that you have out right now, The Year That Mm. Never Was. But was the year that never was actually quite productive for you? Because creatives have suddenly had some time to actually be creative. Yeah, well, and that's the thing, right? Like, I definitely wanted to try and stay relevant throughout this pandemic because Mm. I, you know, it was funny because I just released my debut single January 2020, Spread Some Good Time Around. Right. And I was so excited. I was like, you know, I got this new song out. We got all these rodeos that were being booked and everything. I was so happy to be able to get the guys together and play some tunes and especially the new song. Yes. And, you know, it just kind of, it happened so fast. It was like everything just shut down. All the gigs just disappeared. And I was like, well, what now? Yeah. Like, this is kind of the, the end. And so I I ended up doing Facebook Live concerts, right. just kind of stay relevant, yeah. Yeah. stay practiced too. Because, you know, as a vocalist, you definitely use it. If you don't, you, if you lose it, that's it. Yeah, you can't yeah, really yeah. get it back. Totally. So, you know, we started doing that. And then we, we had a good idea. We, we played in the neighborhood here one Sunday afternoon. Mm-hmm. And I had actually said to to Cheryl, I said, you know, let's let's make these the Facebook concerts. Love it. I'll just show up on like a Friday evening. Mm-hmm. I'll play for like two hours. The neighbors can come out and hang. And Love it. They're getting like a free concert. Facebook's yeah. getting a free concert, and it's just a lot of fun. So we we kept doing those. They they got about fifty thousand views total, like over awesome. the course of the summer. And amazing. You know, it was it was insane. Like just to be able to to keep going and stay relevant and you know just keep our name out there it was so much fun but it's funny that this song the year that never was would kind of take place because we were actually doing a facebook live that night Mm -hmm. and the guy that wrote this song ryan hydro who's down in pennsylvania okay had pitched me the song and so the email came in right after the facebook live concert and i took a listen to it and immediately i loved it yeah and yeah. i just said this is this is the song that everybody needs Love and it. so it's it's one of those songs i'm like if you you know people are like oh i don't relate to that song it's like well where have you been the last year and a half <laughs> right. to be completely honest right yes yes <laughs> so much fun like it just turned out to be an anthem song and it's doing great so nice nice so what's what's your sort of thought process when you you mentioned having having that song pitched to you so when you when you mm-hmm. receive a song what's what's your sort of criteria to be like yeah i want to sing it or like oh i don't want to touch that yeah so i'll listen to it um a couple times yeah. um i'll probably listen to it probably from start to finish yeah. once and then uh really think on a little bit and then give it a bit of time and just kind of nice. let it settle and then go back and listen a couple more times but then really dive in and then see if my voice can suit the the song as well. Because, you know, you hear somebody singing it on the demo and it sounds amazing. Like a lot of the people that sing demos, it's like, they should be big artists too, you know? I just really dive in and explore the song really deeply before I consider it. But this was one of those songs where I think I got four lines in. Yeah. And I was like, yeah, like there's no doubt that this is this is the song and that's great you're getting songs pitched to you and stuff too mm-hmm. that's really really cool so sure. what's what's your sort of mix do you do you prefer writing do you prefer singing other people's material like what's what's your favorite thing to do i think i think it depends like i mean in terms of the ones that i've released so far like they've been pitched yeah um i did release a hard copy ep back in uh 20, 2020 where it was all 
songs that I had written either prior to COVID or nice. during COVID with other artists across awesome. Canada. Awesome. So I definitely do like both. Yeah. Um, but, you know, in terms of like commercial release and for radio and whatnot, I think having names, well-known names attached to your, to your music, definitely you can't go wrong. It's definitely yes. a, a good factor to have tied in. Yeah, good for you. That's fantastic. I would love that opportunity. <laughs> yeah, if anyone wants to send me some songs, that'd be fabulous. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> <laughs> so much fun. <laughs> How are you finding Alberta? I mean, obviously, Calgary is kind of referred to as like the Texas of Canada or we're, we're up here in Nashville North, right. literally. Yeah. I personally seem to feel that we've got a really cool community of singers, songwriter, musicians. And I was talking to another artist yesterday actually about how the fact that Calgary isn't, I mean, it's a big city, but as a community of musicians, everyone seems to be connected. Right. How are you finding it? while you're building your career developing as an artist yeah you know I, and i think i lucked out kind of being where i am like yes. in alberta here because i think we're we're more the like you said we're like the texas of canada yeah and we definitely have more of the country roots i think when it comes to country music and all that and of mm. course like the calgary stampede and just like that western hospitality that we all have here i yeah. think is, is a big part of it um, but yeah, being able to grow up in, in Airdrie and kind of be what I guess used to be a small town, yeah. not so much anymore, yeah. but you know, it, it definitely, I think has allowed me to explore the countryside and, uh, kind of develop my sense of music and who I want to be right. because I've always been, I find that old school kind of country feel. Yeah. And, uh, you know, there's so many great things and there's so many, honestly, there's so many great country artists that are at an international level too that have come from Alberta. Like, yes. I mean, we have Brett Kissel, Aaron Goodman, you know, the Hunter brothers, I guess are more Saskatchewan based, but just yeah. in general, like, yeah. it's just, it's amazing to to have so many great names come from our province. Yeah. And, you know, it's just, it's a good feeling for it sure. It is, it is. So when we look at, say, for example, let's say uh, Tennille or Lindsay L, um, mm -hmm. are you gonna, are you gonna ditch us and skip over to Nashville anytime soon? <laughs> Well, I don't know about ditch, but I do have some plans to go down to Nashville. I love and, it. And uh, probably as soon as the borders open up here, we're looking because uh, I was the winner of the Global Country Canada competition back in 2020. Congratulations. And so, yeah, it's been a long time coming. We're just waiting to be yes. able to go down and do some work and compete over there too. Amazing. And I can't wait. I'm so excited. Have you ever been? I have not. This is the oh, first time. Oh, oh, <laughs> prepare yourself. I'm so excited. Trust me. <laughs> oh, yeah. It is so much fun. It is. It's actually funny. I'll, I'll share it on my Instagram this afternoon because a picture came up and it was Nashville 2015 and Nashville today, like the skyline. Okay. And I thought I was going crazy because every time I go back, I'm like, it can't have changed this. It can't right. have grown this much. And I looked at those pictures and I was like, that's the exact timeline from my first visit to, to now. And I'm like, oh, whoa. But as a musician, and actually I'm interested to know if you do this <laughs> too. If you're in a room where there's music going on in the background or, or something that gets you and you're trying to have a conversation with someone, but there's a song or there's lyrics or that, are you like, Bleh. Can't happen. Right? I am so like my brain cannot handle it yeah like i want to listen to the singer or whoever's playing in the background and then you're trying to have a conversation with me it's like 
one at a time. Toast. Okay, so prepare <laughs> yourself because oh yeah, because Nashville the is uh, the only thing I can kind of is like going into a spin dryer of those yeah. noises. It's like wall <laughs> to sure. wall music set. Like even out on the street, you can hear twelve different honky tonks at one time. Yeah. it's like what oh, is for happening? Sure. Yeah, so. I'm I'm so excited. Like we've we've been told like there's an artist down there from. Alberta by the name of Donnie Lee that uh-huh. uh, does play frequently down there and we've, we've been in touch and he keeps saying when you come down let me know and yes. get you up playing and whatnot Definitely. too so I'm so excited I can't wait. Definitely you've got to check out there's a there's a bar there where I spent way too much time um, called The Row and they have awesome hey. music but like you you should get yourself up on that stage okay for sure. i will definitely yeah, check, check that out. it out it's called the row and they're a great team they're really really great bar um okay. so yeah i would happily travel to nashville to sit there and have more <laughs> drinks and listen to you there so fantastic oh, yeah that... it'd be good to see you down there yeah yeah totally no this is <laughs> so awesome i'm super excited and i hope things all open up and everything goes smoothly for you getting down to nashville because i honestly uh cheryl should film your face the first time you walk down broadway because you're you're uh, it's mind-blowing it's the you know best. honestly for me i cheryl's never been either <laughs> Cheryl has never been either. But I'll tell you one thing. The one thing that I know I'm most excited to see, God forbid it's still there when I get to go down there, but it's the B&A carpet in the airport. Yes, yes, the carpet. <laughs> Honestly, it's so I can't true. wait. It's so I true. I can't wait. Because <laughs> weren't they doing renos and then there's this whole like uproar. There was a whole scandal about them taking it away. <laughs> I know, I'm... I'm hoping it's still there when I get the chance to go, but I can't wait to make that Instagram story and then for them to share it on their story. So good, so good. The carpet, yeah. yes. We need we need to find whoever's doing the construction work and start selling That's right. squares of it on eBay. Um, yeah. <laughs> it's so funny, yes, the carpet. Well, I, I, I really hope you get to see that carpet. <laughs> For sure. <laughs> and the rest of the trip is just right. as successful. <laughs> For sure. If you achieve that goal and, and you're happy with that, definitely. Then, then life yeah, is bucket good. list. Check. <laughs> <laughs> Amazing. Yeah. So um your new single, The Year That Never Was, is is out right now and people can stream on all platforms, I'm assuming, right. they can find that. And again, I'll put That's all right. the info to that in the show notes too. And um, For sure. How can people follow you, support you, find you? Where's the best way to do that? So I'm available on Facebook, Instagram, and TikTok at Brandon Lorenzo Music. And then I do have my YouTube channel as well, where I post, I have some covers up there. I have three music videos as well. Awesome. And uh, I post all my show dates and whatnot too. So Great. you'll come see me play hopefully soon. Yes. <laughs> well, I'm really excited. I will be coming down to see you at the uh, Windows on the West stage yeah. and uh have a, I'll probably have a glass of wine with Cheryl and enjoy some air Sounds conditioning because it's going to be fantastic. I can't wait to see you. <laughs> I'm really looking forward to it. And uh, <laughs> thank you so, so much for taking time out to chat with me. And, and no I wish you all the very, very best with your career. I'm really excited for you. For sure. For sure. Well, thank you so much for having me. I really appreciate You're it. You're so, so welcome. It's been great. And uh, I'll have this up and out right away. And, and we'll Sounds see you good. at Stampede. Awesome. Thank you so much. 
thank you so much for listening to today's episode. I hope you enjoyed it. Please feel free to like, share, subscribe. And if you feel inclined to leave a review, I truly, truly appreciate it. You can check out all things voice at rocketvocalstudios.com. That's R-O-C-K-I-T vocalstudios.com. And follow me on social too at Rocket Vocal Studios. Thanks again for listening. And I'll be back with lots more for you very, very soon. 